I'm literally that guy that takes everyone's stress onto me so that they can have a good day. Yes. And so sometimes I'll be this, you know, going Mach 5 and not eating my lunch or something like that to make sure that I'm going through everything on my storyboard. So I, you know, I love get through those shots. And at the end of the day, I'm just like, okay, that will take me the next two or three days to recover. But hey. We got through my shot. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sort of like the guy who who takes everybody's stress and and doubles it and takes it off of me and puts it on them. So good on you, because I'm actually the opposite. I feel like I wouldn't be able to do that. I I feel like I would just make everybody's day the worst day. Shut up! Are you kidding me? Shut up, shut up. I'm back, folks. I am back from spring break, and I bet you missed me last week. Why didn't you? I bet you missed me. Why didn't you, Diesel? Well, I did it all solo last week, and I've never been... I've never felt so positively received by the listeners to facts. It's more than just the listeners. It's just the public. It's it's not the listeners. It's through my fax machine. It's not the listeners. It's the public. And I'm Landon Lamb again. You're Diesel, and we also have our old friend. Spring break was fun. Seth took Seth. a spring break too. Seth, you went on a different spring break than me, because I know where I went. I took a break from responsibility, from work, from home, from life, from taking care of my comatose wife, and I actually ended up heading to Hollywood. And I look well. I I headed to Hollywood. I didn't go to Hollywood. I was looking for a star. Because I was told you could find your star at Hollywood, and I was looking, and that's what I aimed to do. Now, before I get too deep into that, Seth, where did you go? I uh, I was also headed somewhere. I was headed to Miami, but I uh, didn't get quite get to Miami. I ended up in Naples, Naples, Florida. That, well, that sounds like a hoot. It, it's funny how we both tried to go somewhere for spring break, and neither of us actually were able to make it. Didn't quite get there, but I still had a good time. What'd you do? Darts? Oh, I uh, went to the Cuban district. I ha- I ate a lot of Cubanos or uh, Cubanos. Every time I try to get a Cubano, it's sold out. It's like I just want to just want to give it a try, but it's always sold out. Yeah, like how could you be sold out of mustard? It, all you need is ham. It's just ham, ham and cheese, and mustard. Yeah, you could just take, give me two pieces of nickels, ham, cheese, and mustard, and fry it up. That's Cubano. a Cubano. That's a delicacy. That's probably why Obama didn't want us going to Cuba. Is that why Diesel didn't want us going to Cuba? The cigars and the Cubanos? They're the cigars. You had it. You had it right the first time. I don't know what a Cubano is, but the cigars and the kid. Admit it if you want me to go too deep into it, which I hope you don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. Poker. Poker in Cuba is you can cheat against either. It's a communist country, and him, it's let it all think of being fair. So if you cheat, you can win. And I, thought it was wages. I thought it was because they spoke a different language, so they had different numbers. Don't they use different numbers there? 
they got different numbers like oh, hey, we them. say we say two and they have some word for it like niche niche oh, i make them use my cards i have and i've never been to cuba but i have a cuban i have a cuban ca card playing for a friend who plays poker with, with me at the casino at the jack and he's not cuban but his name is kevin so yeah, okay so use a Use a trick deck down there? And I can use my American deck. There's so many different people I would like to just hold down with a knife. And make them count. And then when they get to 10... I mean, when I was younger, it was so easy to just slam the stranger out of the ground and just say not another word and do it with a knife against their throat. It, was, it sounds simple. Powerful. It it's, is simple. It's, Can't do that oh, anymore. I say silly, but yes, it, yeah, it's simple, it's silly, and yes, Seth, you can't do it anymore. It's simply, it's simply silly. I like dive tackling people in the street sometimes. You, that you can get away with depending on who. You, can you ever, ever hold man. up? Yeah, be a man. Be a man now. But is, have you, has you ever held up a person's head up to a wheel of a car and made him think you're gonna turn on the car? It's hard to do because you gotta convince him somebody's in the car. I, I will. I have done this recently. I will. I. Some people. Well, let's see. Let's just let's just say this happened at a giant eagle down in South Euclid. There was a couple, a family shopping. It was a, it was a, an old mom and an older, her mom, so her grandma. And they were shopping together and they were about to get in their car. And I pushed them out of the way and gotten into the car. And I, I would not get out. I would not get out of the, the driver's seat. I kept revving their engine like I was going to steal it. And finally, I just got tired and gave it up. And I still, still do that kind of stuff. But That's just kids. Pretty fun, huh? <laughs> You try to find the happy moments, Seth. You, whenever you can, when you're like me. You ever think they should make a movie of your life? Make it Hollywood? If they can do that, Lamagan, I will be so grateful. They should, they will. I, who? Hollywood. I, is that the same thing as the, the LA Times? I don't know what that is. Little Diesel, how often do you get to steal a couple minutes of fun in between the hell that is your life? <laughs> Seth, it's a, it's a, that's a torture question. That's the kind hey, of question you have somebody fair. to Diesel, torture. I thought you had a nice life. That's not no, fair. No, 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 Wait. Are you jealous of my nice life? Because you're I so... Have a, I have a hell life. I'm the one who should steal some moments. Oh, that's yes. not fair. Lemmigan, you have a ball and chain kind of lifestyle. My my lifestyle. If I have a ball and chain, tell me how I just got up and walked to Hollywood for a week. Oh. Tell me how. Because that's what I did last week for spring break. I don't know how. You, you know me. I just, you don't know how. I'll tell you how. I got up out of bed and I started walking. I went west. I am interested in movie making. What can Hollywood do for me? Make a movie. Hollywood can make you a movie. They can make you a movie that you like, and they can also make a movie of your life. Do you see what I mean? Do you know what the Muppet movie is? No, I don't even know what either of those words mean. Well, I was going to ask the Muppet movie, I think, is the ultimate, is the ultimate type of... Like the big movie everyone That's wants to see. That's the big movie. And maybe we have a phone call coming in. It's just a guest you have booked that you want to introduce as fast as possible. 
ladies and gentlemen, it is quite serendipitous that we are joined by someone who fits the description of a topic that we ever so briefly approached. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are lucky as all hell to have somebody on the show who is going to talk to us about his film production company, his filmmaking process, his work as an actor, a director, a writer, all sorts of things. Well, hopefully we can get you at least one or a couple of those things. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us tonight from Utah Wolf Productions, from Utah in the United States, it's very deeply west, is our new friend. I don't want to say good friend because we haven't met yet. We're about to in a few, in a few short seconds. Stephen Grew is joining us. And if you have not heard that name, you will hear it tonight. And you will know exactly who this person is. And you will you you'll find him on YouTube. He's he's got uh, wonderful uh, entertainment videos out there. He's got serious dramas. He's got short skits. He is a filmmaker. He makes movies, folks. And I'm not joking, Mr. Gru. Are you with us? I am. Hello, Bob. So so, sir. Just a quick introduction. My name is Landon Lamigan. I'm the host of this show, The Good Night Show, and I'm joined by Seth. Seth, say hello. Hello, Mr. Drew. Co-host. And co-host. And what did I say? You said the host. Oh, I'm not. I, I, I'm no host. I would never do that, no. Diesel. Diesel, you are the host. I'm the host. I'm Little Diesel, also known as Little Triv. Ramigan, do you want to briefly tell him why I don't go by Little Triv? No, no. We'll we'll save that for the end, maybe. But thank you for bringing it up, Mr. Grew. Welcome to the show. Thank you so I much for joining us. Thank you very much. So you are a filmmaker. That is correct. So we are we we have no experience with movie making whatsoever, and we have very little, uh, enter, like creative aspirations. We're just a couple of disc jockeys talking talking trash, talking smack, talking to people, getting to know folks, and and we were just wondering, how would you describe the the types of films? you make because it appears they are very they're very diverse and you have very many and they they just sort of they sort of touch on every little thing that that you could possibly want from a, a movie watching experience so so what how would you describe what utah wolf productions is putting out there so uh one thing that's been kind of a mission of my filmmaking from the beginning is just doing entertainment in general and uh you know i'm not the the big studio that's out there, but um, I'm just coming up with stories that hopefully will entertain at least one person. My target audience is one person. And so we've tried to do everything from, you know, different comedies all the way to big dramas and action and, you know, just something to throw out there as a, you know, an indie trying to, you know, touch the world, even if it's just one. Have you ever thought making a film that I, that sometimes you, you have to do things for yourself. Is the audience ever you? Is the audience ever me? Yeah. You ever make it for you? Well, and that's, what's kind of fun too, is that uh, these are stories I've wanted to tell. Um, some are new stories to tell. And so the enjoyment is just the, you know, kind of that creative process to where um, I put everything 
together and then in the end you know even if that one person doesn't enjoy my story i've still made a movie and that's kind of my two cents back to me is that you know i i made it an idea happen yeah and so that's kind of you know what i get out of it oh mr crew I thank you for being on the show. We we have a, a policy on the show that we always answer when people call. So we have people calling in uh, throughout the interview that might want to ask you questions. We actually have someone that just called just now. If we wouldn't mind answering maybe a question from them. Okay, sure. All right, caller, you're on the air. Uh, yeah, milk or pee pee? You tell me. Yeah, I, I didn't hear the question. Sorry. Oh, we have a different caller on here. Okay. Uh, you're, yeah, you're on the ear. New caller. Yeah, hey, this is Augie. Augie. How's you doing, Augie? I'm doing good. How can we help you? I was just uh, thought maybe I'd call in about 15 minutes after the hour here, and uh, maybe we could talk about something. Absolutely. So, Augie, we are actually joined by Utah Wolf, Productions, filmmaker, producer, just all around, just entertainment creator, and Stephen Grew. So we we are wondering if so. So let's go back to you really quick here, uh, Mr. Grew, and I want to ask you about the Deadpool show. That's your most recent production, correct? That is correct. To kind of give you a background of just uh, both the Deadpool and the Vader show, um, we're taking a different spin-off this year for uh, some of the films coming out. We're trying to do more of the web-based. Sorry about that. Are you guys yeah, it? we're here. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Technical difficulty. Yep. No, we're, we're trying to do kind of a more of a web-based comedy, excuse me, parody uh, side of things. And so with Deadpool, um, I kind of wanted to take a different take on that because comedy in general is actually really hard to shoot. And, you know, for me as a filmmaker, there's kind of four categories of comedy. There's the crude, uh, slapstick, screwball, and then, of course, you're making fun of something or someone. And what I wanted to do with Deadpool is do the opposite of what everybody knows him as with what, you know, they've already done with the two movies. And so I'm making fun of Deadpool by turning him into um, where he has to go to self-improvement class. And, that, and you know, when it comes to YouTube and stuff like that, it's good to kind of come up with something different that's not what everyone else is doing. So I'm actually doing the kind of the opposite. So my target audience is... Can you ask him how we can do movies, how we can be in movies? Mr. Groove, what Diesel's he he was bugging me me about this before the show, so we we thought we would offer this, and and I might must add that you said it was difficult filming comedies, and let me just ask very quickly: is that because you're just laughing the whole time, trying to just get a, get a, get that taken, but you just can't stop laughing at this stuff coming out of Deadpool's mouth? No, um, what what's kind of fun is I did originally. Uh... You know, for that small episode, I wrote everything, so a lot of it wasn't really uh, improv at all this time. But, no, comedy just in general is just hard because some things that might make me laugh, others that might not. And so it's, a, again, a, kind of that target audience of 
what really makes people laugh. Yes. And so, uh, you know, I can act like Deadpool and, you know, try to be funny or, you know, a lot of what Deadpool is is he breaks the fourth wall, so he looks at the camera. He makes fun of the studio or he makes it known that he's making a movie. So it's kind of like a movie within a movie. And so you take all those realities and then you just go with it. And so, but just in general, to make a comedy is hard because it's just, it's comedy. And, you know, trying to get a, a bigger base audience to enjoy that can be very tough. And so I'm pretty much, um, how do I say this? I'm not very <laughs> funny a lot when doing the comedy. I just hope that I can make a character that will make someone laugh. It made me laugh, sir. It made me laugh. Uh, and and I, and I, yeah, of course you're welcome. And I must add, um, I must go back to Diesel's question. I absolutely must. He wants to know what would it take. Well, I'll, I'll sort of say what he wants to know, and then I'll I'll rephrase it to a question you can actually answer. He wants to know can you put him in the movies? But what he means by that is how do you find actors? It seems like everybody wants to be a star. Even Diesel wants to be a star, wants his name in shining lights. How do you narrow it down to people who are serious and good at what they do and deserve to be in your films? How do you narrow them down and without just getting these schmoes off the streets who can't even look in the mirror and get their lines right? How do you find people who actually know what they're doing and deserve to be in the film? <laughs> Well, one side note I'll say that will go along this is that, uh, you know, a lot of people have wanted to be in films in general, but they don't know how. And one is actually, you know, we have the technology now, which has actually kind of uh, changed a lot with filmmaking. Just grab your own uh, camera or your phone that can shoot high def and go out and make a movie. And um, I've even kind of teased with my kids. I'm like, you almost don't need to go to college anymore because YouTube has. I mean, you can Google anything or search and you can find a how-to or something to teach you how to do something, even if it's down to making a movie or learning how to do After Effects and do green screens and that. And so um, it's it's easier now to learn about filmmaking than, you know, it was 20 years ago. But people that are in my films, it's actually harder now to find people to be in the films because I don't have big budgets like – you know, the, the big studios where I can go to um, talent agents and saying, okay, I want to take this one actor that charges two to $300 a day oh, to do this thing that's just going to go up onto YouTube for free. And so, you know, you still have to put bacon on your tables to feed your family. And so um, that's kind of the hard part with that. But for the 21 years that I still make, there's – a handful of people had followed me for over 10 years worth of doing these movies. And so they just wanted to be on the films because of how much fun we had on my films. And so that, you know, that kind of pool lasted for quite a while until, you know, life took over. And so oh, yeah. kind of now I've kind of incorporated more of my close friends and actors that are still around and then my family to play these parts. Yeah, it's delightful. Now, here's the fun part in Deadpool. How many characters was I? I, oh, okay, okay, here we go. There's a pop quiz. I think that, were you Deadpool? I was Deadpool. 
<laughs> I knew you were Deadpool. Okay, um, were you the guy with the cigar? Uh, no. Okay. Were you the the guy who shot second? Uh, no. Were you the fella at the end wearing the blue and the, and the sunglasses? I was also Cyclops. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. So you played two actors. So you can, you can juggle those roles. And I think that's actually quite humble. And I keep saying that big H word, humble. Because I feel as though actors asking for $200 a day are selfish. I say you are entertaining people. Do it for free. Free. I'm doing it for free, Mister Gru. I'm. I'm just. I'm just about to blow my gasket. We've got a caller right now. Would you mind possibly fielding a question? Of course. Okay, Mister Caller, you're on the air, Mrs. or Mister. Hi, this is Villy. Villy. Mister. Villy Delman. What do you want me to say, Mister or Mrs.? Oh, it's up to you. Okay, we'll I just mean... call you Villy Delman. I'm easy. Okay, what kind of name is that? Is that is that Indian? It is. It's Indian. No, oh, did what? Well, that's wonder wonderful. Um, how can we help uh, you? Yes. We got Mr. Stephen Grew on the air, Utah Wolf Productions filmmaker, producer, actor in many roles. Um, what would you like to ask? Yep, I'm full Cherokee. Full Cherokee. Cherokee from from the reservation. Huh. I. Uh, Yep. You have anything to say about that, or I huh. think? Oh no. Huh. I, uh, usually, when I usually when I tell people that, they're pretty impressed. Uh, Steve, Mister Guru, anything? No, I actually have Native American in my uh, heritage as well, so that's actually pretty cool. Wow, uh, Cherokee. But one hundred percent, though. Wait, hold on. One hundred. One hundred percent, though. No, but. You asked if okay. I had something to say. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> you just need a little bit to make it. You just need a little okay. bit to make it. A uh, little bit go I, dis I disagree, but Villy, okay. a little bit goes a long way. Now do you have any questions for Mr. <laughs> oh, Villy? Do you have any questions for Mr. Grew? Mr. Grew, I I uh, look up to you as a filmmaker. I'm an aspiring actor. And I just can't believe the volume at which you produce movies. You'd think somebody who makes that many movies, they'd be terrible. They'd just be absolutely awful and nobody watch them. But your movies are great. So I just, well, I appreciate to it. Cop I just wanted to compliment you on the fact that you made so many movies because not many people have made that many movies. And I want to congratulate you on that fact. Thank you very much. And Mr. Grew, how many is it? Do you know off the top of your um, head? Let's see. Deadpool, I believe, was my 227th film in 21 years. Holy crap. Do you think... What's the longest you've made? Yeah, I've done about nine features. Um, Holy. My, to give just a quick rundown, because I, I know we're probably short on time. Um, so yeah. three years ago, I did a film called Unexpected Race. It was a remake of uh, The Unexpected Race I did back in 2003. And there was a document, uh, a doc that was done at me at the same time because they wanted to see the kind of the magic of Gru. And they wanted to see my process of what I went through to uh, to make a movie. 
And so I decided to remake Unexpected Race. And in the process of that, I was actually able to land Jack Black um, a week <laughs> before he filmed the first Jumanji. So he's actually my uh, sheriff. And within that kind of time frame, the last three years, um, this documentary has been able to go worldwide. And I've been able to travel to a couple of places, including Sydney, Australia, to show my world premiere of Unexpected Race um, at the Sydney Underground. And so each of these places I went to, I actually was kind of doing a, a travel doc in each of the, the areas. And so one of those was actually a two hour and 15 minute one. Another one was like an hour and 55 minutes, but my, my normal features of the, you know, the n normal n narratives of drama and that are usually about an hour and 10 minutes to an hour and 15. Um, okay. So that's kind of my target time frame, but my longest is probably my two hour and 15 minute one. Well, kudos, big kudos to you for such a major success. I mean, Jack Black, I gotta ask, working with... I think Villy's still on the line. Well, Villy can, Villy, pipe in if you if you hear anything you want to pipe in about. But Jack Black, you think these Hollywood types come marching in, but was he any, was he really any, any much better than somebody uh, who, who you typically work with? Or, or was it sort of the same ordeal? Was he, was he sort of like a high on his horse or, or what have you? No, what was actually really awesome and, and, you know, I'm being as humble as possible. It was the best day of my life, literally, because Jack was just awesome. He's, he's down to earth. He's funny. He's, you know, he's just Jack. And, um, and being that he's already a fan of my work, thanks to Jared Hess, you know, it was just to spend, you know, a couple of hours with him was just, it was an honor. But one thing about Jack uh, versus all my actors, I treat everybody the same way. And so, you know, I don't try to put people on pedestals. I mean, everybody yes. thought I'd like fanboy on to Jack, but I'm just like, no, you know, this was an honor having him on my set. And I just treated him like everyone else. Even Jared Hess put me, uh, took me aside and said, Hey, you know, don't, don't hold back when you uh, direct Jack, he wants the grew. And I said, I have pulled out all the stops, you know, I'm, I'm going to give him what I usually give everybody. And he's like, this is just cool. And, you know, Jack had a really fun time. Literally I got him so exhausted after the two and a half hours that in his behind the scenes, he, you know, mentioned that it was like, he shot a whole feature just because of how <laughs> fast I shot with him. And, you know, I shot four scenes in two hours. So, <laughs> so you, you crank, you can, cr you can crank things out pretty fast. Yeah, I do. Um, I try not to uh, push too many of the limits when it comes to what I used to do with some of those movies. Because just to kind of give you uh, an example, it happened again with the, the remake of Unexpected. But the original Unexpected Race, because of, you know, indie level and not being able to pay everybody and having like 30 people on one day, that day has to be important. And so I shot 148, sh uh, 146 shots in a day right. over seven scenes, but each take or each shot had at least two to three takes each. So one day, that's how much I shot. Is there anything? That's, that's not to gloat or anything, but that was just, you know, that was a very tiring day. <laughs> so you have very much to gloat about. And I must ask, is there any? Is there anything? What is there to being a director besides just saying action, cut, action, cut? 
action. You, you know, is it is it tiresome? Is it cumbersome? Is it is it uh, melodious? <laughs> well, um, I'm not your typical director of just the cut and action uh, because of how I run my sets. I have about 15 other hats that I'm worried about. And so I'm literally that guy that takes everyone's stress onto me so that they can have a good day. Yes. And so sometimes I'll be this, you know, going Mach 5 and not eating my lunch or something like that to make sure that I'm going oh, through everything on my storyboard. So I, you know, I we can get through the shots. And at the end of the day, I'm just like, okay, that will take me the next two <laughs> or three days to recover. But, hey. We got through my shot. Yes, I'm sort. I'm sort of Too like late. the guy who who takes everybody's stress and, and doubles it and takes it off of me and puts it on them. So good on you, because I'm actually the opposite. I feel like I wouldn't be able to do that. I I feel like I would just make everybody's day the worst day. Just shut up, uh, Diesel. Dilly. Don't be, Diesel. Dilly. That was rude. Can you say sorry to me, please? No, but Dilly, I think he's on the line still and has been trying to get a question in. I think it would be nice to let him get a question in before we hang up. Okay, Diesel. Gotta... I'm just listen. I'm just along for the ride. You know, I heard a couple of things I liked, a couple of things I didn't like. When you said Jack, Jack, I like that because that is true. Jack is Jack. You know. But you're saying it was rude that I called him. And that was Jack. No, I said it's true. It's true. Oh, true. Sorry. I'm having a really rough time hearing you. So. <laughs> yeah, you sound like you're very far away, Billy. So it's it's nothing personal, but you sound like you're very far away, Billy. No, nah, no, nah, you're not rude. Okay. You're not a rude dude. You're not a rude dude. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, All right, yeah. It's, uh, but it's about time for me to get off the air. Yeah. Okay, goodbye, Billy. Okay, we got Augie on the line. Wait, well, one moment, please. Um, Mr. Gru, Mr. we want to ask you... Hey, hey. Wait, hang on. I'm so sorry, but the the, the issues that we had before we had another guest earlier. Yeah, I can wait. We're we're okay to go. Okay. So, how have you been? Oh, I've been wonderful, I think. I just don't know any other way to do it, you know? It's, It's been tough. Because yeah. Yeah. the things of the weather and everything. We can do another time if you uh, rather need that. That'll be all right. <laughs> no, we're, we're on the air. We didn't realize, but we are. We are on okay. the air. We're, all we're right. Alive. So well I, then. We'll start. Okay, let's start uh, from the beginning. Because now I have it on mute, so we can start as if you just called in three, two, one. Okay. Next up on the line, we have. A legendary, one of our favorite guests. We have not talked to him in a while. Uh, a professor, doctor, call him what you will, magician maybe, ultimate healer, overall wise man, king of the internet. I like to call him because I look at his website so much. We have Mr. Augie Nost. Well, hello, hello there. I don't know if I can uh, answer to all those titles, but maybe a couple. That's about it. Which ones would you answer to the mostly? Uh, let's leave the magician out at least. Oh, you, okay, <laughs> then, yes. Well, I, I said magician because you look like you are no older than 45 years old. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. And uh, I plan to keep it right about where it's at, I think, or less. 
Okay, Mr. Gru? Okay, we have, we have Mr. Gru is back. We uh, Augie, can, we're just gonna put you on mute really quickly. Mr. Gru, we're so sorry for the technical difficulty. No worries, it happened. Uh, it, <laughs> what what can what would you like to plug to our listeners, our audiences about Utah Wolf Productions? And and is it just Wolf Productions or Utah Wolf Productions? It's actually just Wolf Productions, but when I put the Utah, it just kind of uh, the you know, gives the difference between the original Wolf Productions who did the movie Wolf with Jack Nicholson. Okay. But then I'm in Utah, so just I put a Utah before it, but okay. it's actually just Wolf Productions. So I'll say you. I'll, I'll just say Wolf Productions from now on. But what would you like to plug? Because we've got listeners who have heard you speak and have heard us uh, talk about these things, and I think that they might be interested in giving you a lookup. So I was just wondering if there's anything specific you want them to look for when they uh, seek out your your output. Yes. So just really quick, uh, if you go to Utah Wolf Productions on YouTube, uh, subscribe to the channel. Um, there's a bunch of, uh, you know, free goodies for everyone to enjoy. Um, you can follow me on Facebook at Utah Wolf Productions. I also have a Utah Wolf uh, Productions cosplay that is on um, Facebook as well. My uh, official website is utahwolf.com. You can follow me also on Instagram at Utah Wolf Productions. And then if you actually want to check out some of the feature-length movies, you can go to Amazon Prime, put in Stephen Grew, uh, or probably Utah Wolf Productions, but I'd probably recommend the Stephen Grew and see all the movies that come up there or Vimeo on demand. Okay. Put in Stephen Grew and you'll... You'll have a whole list for you. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Grew. It's been an absolute delightful pleasure talking to you tonight. We really appreciate you coming on and talking to us in such short notice. It was actually quite a treat because we've been thinking about asking for a while, and we we finally bit the bullet, and we're so glad we were able to speak with you because we've been such de such delighted fans by your entertainment for so long, and we really appreciate having you on the show to speak with us finally after all this time. Well, thank you very much. It's been a fun time. Well, thank you very much. We hope to speak to you again someday, and we wish you the best of luck with your future productions, especially the Vader show and the Deadpool show. I'd really like to hang out He's with off the line. And we hope to speak to you very soon. Okay, Mr. Gru? Okay. Uh, I took up the whole damn show, and now I'm going to try to get Augie back on the show to take up the rest of the time we have. Seth, what'd you think of the interview? Uh, this is a. I sh I don't know if I should say. Oh. On the air. Okay, so everyone wants to be shy. We'll take a quick break and then we'll call Augie again because I accidentally hung up on him too. Okay, we're back on a good night show with Little Triv. This is Little Diesel now. I go by Little Diesel now and with Seth and Landon Lamigan is on the air. And we have a special treat for, hopefully we have this right this time, Mr. Augie Nost. Augie, are you finally there? Yeah, hello, hello, I am here. Okay, sorry for throwing you through, throwing you through the ringer. Yeah, I think I'm the one that's supposed to uh, apologize here. I got the time wrong the first time I called in. You know, this is live radio, you know, and I do it just about every day, so I know the strangest things happen. Augie, listen to me. Read my lips. You 
did nothing wrong, my friend. You did okay. nothing wrong. I never want you to be sorry to us. You were never sorry to us. You're nothing but sweet. Well, we got away with it. And we we got away with it. Catch me if you can. The listeners never had a clue. Let's just put it that way. There you go. You are sweet. Well, thank you. So, as I was saying, you don't look much older than, I don't know, what's realistic, 40? 38. 38, I would say 45. 38, if, if, barely. Well, um... How would you age yourself? I, uh... Well, there's two of me. One of them is in my mind, and then the chronological part of me, it's a little different. But uh, in my mind, I'm about 35, because that's where I had most fun. And uh, the chronological part, gosh, I, uh, I just got 73, but I think I got probably more energy than people half my age, and I look a lot longer than I do. And it's a reason why I do that, because I don't age like a lot of other people do. Because did you know that in 2009, the Nobel Prize was given to three doctors for discovering an enzyme that reverses the aging process. Hold the phone. Hold on. So let me get this straight. I got to get this straight. In seven years, you're going to be 80? Uh, well, that's what the rumor on the street is. Your, yeah. cr- your criminological body, it will be 80. There's no way. Oggy, you are well, you are on the better side of 100 years old, my friend, and you look 38. Oh, uh, well, well, thank you, but uh, maybe not, maybe a little more. Might be 39. I'll, I'll go for anything. 39? So. <laughs> okay, if you squint. If you no, squint. But- we're kind of joking about that, but uh, look me up on uh, YouTube and places and uh, just make your own determination. Yeah, people, if you're listening to this, you wouldn't believe what Augie looks like compared to the fact that he's almost, uh, well, he is his criminological age. Augie, um, could you tell us a bit more about this enzyme? Yeah, actually, um, well, we can ask ourselves, you know, how far can we take anti-aging? Could we really take it all the way back to possibly stopping the aging or reversing it? And the answer is yes. We can. Well, what about death? Can you stop people from from dying? Well, if you reverse the age, uh, I think there's a good likelihood that you'll avoid that unless you step in front of a bus somewhere, then all bets are off. So this enzyme, Augie, yeah, you inject uh, it directly into your body? Uh, no, uh, I take it as a supplement. But uh, uh, for those of you that question this, I suggest go to the Nobel Committee's website. Click on 2009, scroll down to, to uh, medical submissions. Medical submissions. Yeah, and read the papers. You're going to like that. And uh, I will like it. What I'm doing, I'm doing exactly the same as uh, I've researched some really old people. 
and they uh, humans they have the capacity for old age because the body is a self correcting machine if we give the body what it needs in order to replicate itself then Heroin. we will do that but what about DNA hey, Seth we have a caller that wants to ask you a question uh, Augie God there's a lot of static here yeah, it sounds like it's coming from your line, but we'll see what this caller has to say. Caller, are you, are you there? Yeah, uh, Augie, okay. I want to know how you feel about the Terry Schiavo crystal, and will it take over our DNA? Uh, that a crystal? Terry Schiavo crystal. Oh, God. It's that... Is there static at your end also? We hear the static, Augie, but when, when we turn went. down your when we turn down your audio, we don't hear it. But when you speak, we hear it. Oh. So we're wondering if it's perhaps your line. Maybe you got a rat tune on your phone cable. Yeah, that could be. That could be something like that. I could hang up and call you real quick back on another telephone. Let's, if let's if you can that. do that, let's try it. Because this is bad radio. Thank okay, you. okay. If you but could. not because of you. You okay. did nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah you're sorry. sweet. Don't be sorry. Uh, you can just try call back and we'll keep this caller on the air. Okay, let, let me do that real quick. That'll be better. Okay. Um. So, caller, I mean, I'm very interested in your question. You had asked Augie about the Terry Shivo crystal. Yes, I am afraid. I am constantly afraid. I cannot sleep ever because the Terry Shivo crystal is going to go into my DNA. And I know if anyone can help me, it's Mr. Augie knows. Well, I think we're going to get him back on the air, but I, I think you're asking a really valuable question. I think... I'm he, so scared. He knows a lot about crystals. He's talking about anti-aging right now, but we'll see if he can shift over to crystals because you sound like you need some help. I'm so... <laughs> no, Augie's back here. Augie! Would you mind speaking yeah. to this young man about oh, crystals? He oh, wants to know... He's back. Augie's back, 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 and he's back. Can uh, you... Augie's is back, he's back, he's back, he's back. Augie's is back, baby, back. Augie's back, he's back, he's back, he's back. back. So, Augie, this fella on the phone wants to know if it's possible for crystals, however malevolent or benevolent, to spread to your DNA. DNA. Can they get that tiny? Because you said that they can be thinner than candy. I don't know anything about crystals interacting with DNA. I uh, think magnetic scan... Uh, that crystal interacting with DNA, I've never studied, but I've studied it in the form of genetics can actually do that uh, with uh, magnetics, yes. But okay. the crystals, I have no clue. Okay, caller, does it answer your question? There's a new caller. I have new questions. Oh. Uh, first of all, I'm sick and effing tired of hearing about the Terry Shivo crystal. I want to know more about the enzyme that makes you live forever, and I want to hear more about rats chewing on cords. What you, uh, you're calling the right show? I'd like to add is that I miss the static, and if Augie could call back on the old phone, that would help me fall asleep a lot better. Okay, okay, you are hitting all the doorbells and the right doorbell money. I didn't hit any bells. 
You're hitting all the right doorbells, and you're about to be let into the house. She's hitting. Wrong again. Yeah. It's like a delivery uh, bell. It, it, hold uh, on. Uh, Sorry. The other phone was so static, you couldn't hardly hear anything, but this one is probably better, I think. Well, it sounds like it. It you you think it's better, right? It's better You're, for us. It's but better for, for us, listeners. but it's not better. I was on before, and now it sounds like a TED talk. Oh jeez. Oh, now that's just hurtful. That's like, uh, the song sound any better now? You know what? It it sounds great. No matter how you play it, Augie is just so full of wisdom. You're right. No matter how you oh, okay. spin it, you can't, you can't spin him wrong. You can spin him around and around like a merry-go-kart. You can twist it, you can bop it, but you can't break that spirit. Yes, thank you. And you yeah. you put that together beautifully. And I must must ask you guys, do you think anybody's ever just going to walk up and shoot Jeff Bezos in the face? Uh-oh, say that again? Do you ever think somebody's just going to walk up and shoot Jeff Bezos in the face? I hope not. I hope not, too, Augie. But you know there's psychos out there. Yeah, well... Do you, do you, but don't you think that billionaires... Oh, you like billionaires, or do you not like billionaires? Well, uh, some of them uh, don't really need uh, to have much um, praise, but on the other hand, there's a lot of good people out there, too. So uh, I think it's not the billionaire, it's the man behind the title that counts. And some of them do some really good things, and some of them do some really shitty things. Well, I think I, Bezos is the ultimate title, and my title is not radio host, it's not personality, it's little. Yeah. Little diesel, little shriv, and it's, it's humble. It's humbling, but it's it's powering. Yeah, that's true. But for those that wanted to know more about this enzyme, so I think that uh, go to YouTube and uh, and uh, put my name in there. Um, Augie, that's A A G E, last name N O S T. And uh, I got a bunch of radio shows up there and uh, a few TV shows that I've done. And um, I talk about what people can do. But also I have a book out where I explain exactly what I'm doing, the same thing as a man that I found that was 256 years old. And that has got a little bit of credibility to it. And I'm doing the same thing. And I explain this in my book about spiritual science, Higher conscious thinking and how to access and, uh, the universal consciousness. Then, there you can secondary. read about how to do it. Thank you so much, Augie. <laughs> Augie, I have one little question about the enzyme, though. No. Last oh, one, wow. Seth, because we're uh, cutting it close. This last one. I feel like uh, when you... I keep hearing the word enzyme, enzyme, but I don't yeah. know what the enzyme is. And when you don't give something a yeah. name... You don't speak That's to its it? name, then it becomes fearsome. Yeah, and I makes, sound scared. Yeah. I'm scared of this enzyme, just as I was scared no, of there, ISIS. This is an enzyme. See, the, um, science has found why people are aging and dying. It's because that uh, as the cells replicate in the body, the telomeres at the end of the chromosomes inside the cells they get shorter for every time. The name of the oh. enzyme. He wants the. Yeah, they, he wants the code. Oh, that the enzyme is called telomerase. Okay. T 
Oh. There you go, Chef. Now you're not too scared. Morales. Do you feel brave, Chef? Hello, Meraz. Hello, Meraz. Really quick, before we let you go, can you spell that for us so we can write that down for our listeners? That's T E L O M E R A S E. Telemerav. Yeah. Is our caller still on the phone, the concerned? A concerned woman. Yeah, she has so left us, but Augie, uh, thank you so much for your time. We have to wrap things up over here, and it was great catching up with you. We hope to have you again soon. Okay. And, and again, don't be sorry. Just keep being Augie Nost. Oh, no. Um, I'm fine. Don't uh, worry about me. Okay, thank you. you. There's only one of you, and I, don't, I just don't want anything to happen to you. Yeah, we can do it some other time, too. Well, Augie, I hope there's no hard feelings, and I hope you realize that you're innocent in all this. Oh yeah, no, no problem. Uh, and I'm I am so used, I'm used to live radio and things going uh, sometimes really bad. So I, <laughs> I got experiences. And and just off the record, I'm sorry about what I said about Jeff Bezos. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I just no, that was it was. Uh, he, He's got his own problems right now, bigger than probably even that, so... Yes. Yeah, I just... You're not gonna say anything. No. Are you? Okay. Thank you, Augie. You're back, Chuck. All right. Have a good night. And he is off the line. And if the lady that called before wants to call back in, we were very intrigued, and it would be needless to say our all of our eyes have turned white. Um, Augie was much, we really whipped him and kicked him around tonight. I was, I was shocked that he's, he's so close to 80. You know what shocked me, Lamekin, is you treated that man, the director, like he like was Hollywood the royalty. coming of Christ. He was Hollywood royalty. Lamekin, I wanted to shoot myself in the mouth, Lamekin. He was Hollywood You are so close royalty. to losing everything you have earned in the show. And I'm so close to reviving our suicide dead producer John back from hell to come you back think and producer take John could Okay, you know what? I'm done. Have fun with producer John next time. Okay, you have fun with your dry spell, shooting Blake, pieces of crap, no good C word. See you next Tuesday, directors that don't have anything to say except... Nerd, just I. Okay, hey, from uh, I producer God, John. If I was in high school and I, if I was in a, if I knew, if I ran into a hallway and you were in there, and he was in there, in the knock, same hallway, I'd knock them together. Knock, knock their heads together until they weren't breathing. This is a good night show with little Diesel. Good night. Show's over. What what, what can we do for you? That previous show is done, right? Do you want it to be? This is something like that. Yeah, well, there's the pig man. I'm only allowed to listen. I only get to listen to one show a year, so thanks for being there tonight. It was really great. Well, thank you, but the clock just struck one, 
and we have to say thank you and, and good night. You, we and we miss you. Night. You got to call again. And I, I, it's a shame you called so late. Okay. It's a See shame. It's a shame. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, I'm still here, but we can do it another time. If you uh, rather need that, that'll be all right.